Welcome to Catch These Vibes. My name is Charmonique. Thank you so much for tuning in to my podcast. If this is your first time listening, I do appreciate you taking the time. If you've been here every week listening, fucking with your girl, thank you, thank you, thank you. So we are going to be getting into a 90s movie. This week is Waiting to Exhale. So I watched this movie a few times before getting into this episode or recording this episode and I wrote down a lot of things I really wanted to break it down because this is one of those movies that I watched as a a kid and as since I'm now an adult and a woman I and I've been through some things I can really see the movie you know differently and and have a perspective that actually can relate to these women and it just hits differently so let's go ahead and get into it I wrote down my own definition of what I feel like waiting to exhale means like what does the title of the movie mean so first of all the definition of exhale it just means to breathe out to emit breath but what does it mean for a woman to be waiting to exhale and I believe it just means to anticipate the moment of relief from ancient men and to really finally find someone who understands what it is to love and take care of your heart mind body and soul it's it's a to breathe a a sigh of like relief because you no longer have to wonder if you will ever find someone for you. I think that is the moment that most, if not all women wait for. They wait to exhale, okay? And also I think that it doesn't have to mean that you're waiting for a man or, you know, I think some of us also want to get to a peaceful point in our life where we are content with our own existence and just content with being by ourselves and not requiring a man's presence. So yeah, that's that that would be my definition of what I feel like the title of this movie means. So let's go ahead and get into what this movie is about. So we have four women, four friends. Savannah, she's played by Whitney Houston. Berna, Berna, Bernadine, that's her full name, but they call her Bernie. She's played by Angela Bassett. Gloria is played by Loretta Devine. And then Robin, played by Layla Rashawn. This movie came out in 1995. And it was directed by Forrest Whitaker. So I'm I'm sure I've heard that before, but when I was doing the research for that, I it was just like, oh yeah, he did do that. Like it's just very surprising to me because it's like you wouldn't have expect Forrest Whitaker to direct a movie like this. So it's definitely a classic. And I, I believe, you know, he did a, a wonderful job as the director of this movie. Um, I, I really love and enjoy everything about it. So just to get into some other th- movies that he has directed, 
just to give him his flowers and and shout out to him he also directed first daughter which stars katie holmes that came out in 2004 he directed some music videos he directed jacket edge music video for goodbye this movie called hope floats with sandra bullock that came out in 1998 i really love that movie love me some sandra bullock he directed a movie called strapped it was a tv movie that came out in 1993 and also he he directed the the Whitney Houston video for Exhale which is you know kind of like the the movie's theme song but this soundtrack for this movie is insane it has so many good songs on it by so many beautiful women so many different talented women that I believe were perfect for this soundtrack we have obviously Whitney Houston we have Shantae Moore SWV For Real Brandy Norwood um, Sandra Marie Patti LaBelle Mary J. Bly Shaka Khan just so many oh Tony Braxton let it flow, let it flow, let and Babyface, Babyface, he produced this this soundtrack and he did a wonderful job. Like all of these songs are just so so powerful, so so just like real R and B. We also have some songs performed by The Whispers, Aretha Franklin, Prince, Nino Rota. Mildred J. Hill. Oh, that's the person who wrote Happy Birthday to You. <laughs> Minnie Riperton, TLC Creep, Roberta Flack. Just so many talented women and, and artists on this soundtrack. And it's a really great soundtrack. We'll get into that too a little bit later in the episode. All right. So one of the things that I really do love about this movie is it's not like a major thing but it's you know the vibe of the movie there is based in Arizona okay and I can really appreciate that because it just it does capture how beautiful Arizona is and a lot of people feel like oh there's black people in Arizona or they feel like it's just desert and no beautiful scenery and just super hot well yes it is super hot but it's also beautiful. We have some of the beautiful, the most beautiful is sunsets there is. And it's a really nice, nice place, you know, to settle and, and have a, a, a home. There's a lot of nice areas, a lot of nice places to own a home and just enjoy the scenery. And it's always just, I don't know, it's just beautiful. I, I love it. And I know people don't really know much about Arizona but I love the fact that this movie was shot in Arizona and you are able to really see how beautiful this state is so shout out to my home state I just wanted to put that in there so the movie starts with us being able to hear the these ladies thoughts it's the new year and they're kind of like saying different resolutions and you know going through 
things that are you know on their mind as they enter a new year so i love that this the movie opens up with a song called way you by shante moore it's a really very sexy song and it's definitely a vibe uh, so we hear bernie say how she she wants to start her catering business and she doesn't care what her husband has to say about it because this is the year that she's going to make that happen gloria she talks about how she wants to lose some weight savannah she doesn't really believe in any new year's resolutions and then we have robin who's going on about russell which is one of her her men he's like the main thing that she's been you know messing around with who happens to be married hmm. so so savannah played by whitney houston she moves from denver to phoenix so we see her driving and starting her new year with a new job in arizona then we have Bernadine, Bernie. She is juggling the mom and wife life, feeling like she was, wishes there was two of her because there's just so much going on and so much on her plate. And then we have Robin, who is very much aware that she chooses the wrong men. And that's a common theme throughout the movie, just seeing how how these women just choose the wrong men but robin specifically and then gloria gloria she has a teenage son who's going to be going off to college soon and he is going out for new year's and she's just expressing how she wishes that he would just stay home because that's what she would prefer then we have savannah I like how the way the way this movie the way that it is is like the each woman they speak as if they're like in some type of confessional just expressing how they feel their thoughts and Savannah speaks on how she is being wants to be more intentional with her prayers when she prays to God about the man that he wants that she wants him to send her she says that moving forward she's just gotten very detailed and really has listed the things that she wants in a man so the movie cues to Bernie played by Angela Bassett she's sitting at her her makeup desk and doing her hair finishing up her makeup to prepare to go to another boring affair as she calls it and her husband John played by Michael Beach which he just in every movie he plays in well most of them it seems like he just plays somebody that is not likable that's always into some shit as far as like leaving his wife or cheating on his wife something along the lines of that and it's just <laughs> you know so food he, he cheated on his wife and then we have this one he was cheating on his wife and he left her so yeah it's played by michael b so john he comes up to bernie and he lets her know that you know you don't gotta go to this party i'm gonna go alone 
without you and uh oh girl that I'm leaving you for doesn't want to be alone and I don't feel like she needs to be alone I want to I want to be with her and Savannah knew right away who he was referring to it was this it's a white woman that does his book bookkeeping at work and obviously she's she's a little taken aback by that and she's just like you know I gave you 11 years of my life and you're just gonna do this to me like you're just leaving me for her this white woman like it's nothing like you you don't have no concern for our, our kids and how this is gonna affect our family and this is you know what you gonna do to me after all the sacrifices that I made and he was just like he didn't care he was just like thanks for making this easy for me I'll be back in a week or so to get my things deuces like he didn't give a fuck at all so that's how things start off for Bernie her husband leaves her for a white woman and it's like wow this is what a crazy way to start the year so then we go to Robin and she's at home and this is the first time that she has spent New Year's Eve by herself. So she was fucking with Russell who's played by Leon and she actually found a half slip in his gym bag. But prior to that, she really thought that he was, you know, the one for her. As you know, that's how it usually goes. You think that you are in love, you think you're with the person that you're meant to be with and then something happens to prove otherwise. One thing about Gloria, I, I I can relate to her in a way. I feel like I can relate to all these women in a way. But with Gloria, she's a single parent. She has a son. I'm a single parent. I have a son. And one thing that I, I learned from her is that I definitely don't want to be, you know, just sitting at home, not living life, and just trying to control my son's life. And I feel like that's what Gloria was doing like she was she didn't really have anything going for herself so she just was so consumed with her son and his life and trying to control everything that he did so she definitely she was at home for new year's eve she didn't have any plans and but her son did so savannah she had a blind date for new year's so she was, has been playing phone tag with this dude named Lionel, and they finally meet up. But unfortunately, their day ends abruptly because they were interrupted by Lionel's quote-unquote friend named Denise, who's actually played by Kenya Moore, and this was her acting debut. So before they were interrupted, though, she did pretend that he was the one for her and that she that he was the one she's been waiting for for her whole life and she actually did take a minute to just exhale and take it in because she just wanted to enjoy the moment while she could before it was interrupted so that was that day obviously it was not a success he had some other friend there and it's like how you gonna go on a blind date to meet me but then you got some other chick here that you you clearly are more than friends 
It's like the nerve of some of these niggas. Like they really don't be caring. So she goes home. She just like, forget this. This is a joke. Gloria, she had her own hair salon. And so there we go to a scene where they're at the hair salon and then they start gossiping. As you know, that's that's what happens at salons, just like it happens at barbershops. They start gossiping about Bernie's husband leaving her for a white man. So this is the, you know, the part where Robin, she's obviously really, really upset. And she's just like, you know, how dare that son of a bitch leave you with two kids? Two kids. <laughs> I always remember that part when her voice goes up like that. But yeah, so everybody finds out about it. There, Everyone's calling Bernie and leaving messages and, you know, trying to console her and, and see what's going on because obviously they're concerned and they're hearing about it from everybody else but her. So Bernie, she is still in bed. She gets up and checks her messages and hears all the concern from her friends. And you know, one thing about women, most of the time it's like, you know, the men, they get to leave and go do, be selfish and do what they want. But we got to, you know, be strong and get the kids ready for school and keep, try our hardest to just keep going and keep pushing. So she, she gets up, she gets the kids off to the school bus and this is where we get we get that that wonderful scene of her clearing out the closet and she was she was going off okay and i read that she improvised if not all of that scene most of it and she was saying a lot of shit you know about and this is important because we we get to get to hear that emotion from a woman being in her situation. Like she had her master's degree. She got a master's degree in business and she sacrificed her career for her husband. And I think this is something that happens a lot, way too often where women put everything, their hopes and dreams and everything on the back burner for their husband, for their marriage. It's most of the time, it's always the woman that's making these types of sacrifices and this is the case for Bernie. So she's going off about how she has her master's degree and she sacrificed everything. And then she says 732, which is the number of times they made love. Like she was keeping track. Like she was in love with this man. And then, you know, she's angrily getting all the things, taking it and putting it in, in the garage, putting it in, in the car and She's just over it. Like, I'm not about to wait for you to come get your things. I'm going to go ahead and get your things out of here right now. Because I don't want to have to come in here and see it. I don't want to have to know about it being in the other room. Like, I'm just, I don't want anything left of you here. So, the way that she backed out the out that garage, got out the car, lit that cigarette, and then tossed the match through the sunroof and then walked back in the house like a badass bitch. It's legendary. Like, this is, like, definitely one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Like, at this point, she really didn't give a fuck because, I mean, I'm pretty sure 
as you can imagine, going through something like that, you go through a lot of different emotions. You're sad, you're angry, you're depressed, you're maybe relieved because maybe you felt like this was going to happen and and now you don't have to worry about it happening and it's it's already done. Like there's different things you could be going through, grief, like so many different emotions. And this is the, the angry part of her, the part that just did not give a fuck because it's like, Nikki, you got me fucked up leaving me like this. And then for a white woman, what? So yeah, she put set the stuff on fire. The fire, the fire department came. It was like, woman, lady, you can't be setting things on fire unless it's trash. And she was like, it is trash. All right. Closed the door in their face. Did not give not one fuck about anything that they were saying. So I love that scene. I think it was it was a great scene. And, you know, Angela Bassett, she's she's the GOAT. Like, she's legendary for scenes just like this. Like, all of her work. And I know I said this before. We went through her filmography when we talked about how Stella got her groove back, which is another movie that is based off of a novel, novel written by um, Terry McMillan. And I went through her fami- filmography then. So I really like Angela Bassett. I love her so much. She's definitely one of my favorite, favorite actresses. So, we go to Robin. So, Robin, she starts talking to this dude, Michael, who is on her marketing team, or he is new to her marketing team. So, Michael is played by Wendell Pierce. And Robin, she really didn't give no fuck. Like, she would just say stuff, and she was just being blunt and honest about how she felt. She said this man had a 38D because he was a big guy. He was, you know, a little chubby. And he clearly wasn't, you know, who she would normally be physically attracted to. But I think because she was lonely and trying to move on and get over Russell, she was just like, hey, he's here. He, we gonna just, you know, go with the flow. And I think that's something that women do tend to do. I can relate to that. I can relate to wanting to get over someone and just doing whatever to to try to make that help happen, to try to get over the fact that you're not with the person you really want to be with. And so we start, you know, trying to um, cover up that you know, that need for a person and that, you know, missing a person, we try to cover that up with putting someone else in the picture. So I think that's what Robin was doing. And they um, they seemingly do have a deep conversation that does lead, can possibly does lead us to believe that they may keep trying to see where the relationship could go. And he was just saying things to her like he could give her everything she she wants and needs if she lets him. And so I think because they had that that deep conversation, they were able to have a better intimate experience. And uh, 
I think that really does speak to how emotional connections do make this experience better. You know, when there's no real like connection, sometimes women aren't able to really get into it. Like, it's just, I don't know, some women don't, I don't know, everyone's different, but I think a lot of women do like to have a connection, some type of deep level of feelings or connection before they're really intimate with someone. And I think people, a lot of people would agree that with that emotional connection, it does make that experience much better. So that scene, you might think, you know, that Michael and Robin may have a relationship that we see uh, grow throughout the movie. So then it the movie goes to Savannah visiting Bernie. And Bernie at this point she's she's just thinking about and, and expressing how she realizes that she she really gave control to her husband over her life. And she really was convinced that he would take care of her the way that she took care of him, the way that she gave him everything that he needed. She thought that he would give her everything that she needed. And in a in a marriage that is, you know, healthy and going the way that it should, that is the way that it should be. Like you and your partner should feed into each other. You should support one another. And her marriage was just very one-sided and, I don't know if that's something that she knew deep down and just didn't really know how to deal with it or didn't really have the courage to to say it or to do anything about it. But now she was forced to because he left her for somebody else. And I think at this point, they've been with each other for 11 years. She was definitely getting to a point where she was going to make the attempts to put herself first because at the beginning of the movie one of her new year's resolutions was to start her catering business because that's what she really wanted to do and for all this time she was putting everything that she wanted to do on the back burner for her husband so savannah talks about how she started a new job as a producer and she took a pay cut and so they were just you know talking to each other about that and telling each other you know, how scared they were for, because they both were embarking on these new journeys. Bernie, now a a divorced woman, or getting in the process of being a, a divorced woman, that's a new journey for her, figuring that out. And then Savannah, she moved to a new state, and she started a new job, so that's a new journey for her. So that was what was going on with Savannah and Bernie. We cut to Gloria now, Gloria, I, I think she was very, very desperate. Like, she wanted, she didn't really, I don't think she really knew how to go about finding companionship. And so she was looking for that. I definitely feel like in her son, not in like an ancestral-ish way, but in a way that she needed more from him than what a mother and son really, you know, needs from one another. And so she also was desperate in the sense that she wanted her baby's father to spend the night with her. 
And I guess because previously he did it before. So she was like, okay, he's visiting and I want him to do it again. Um, but this time he was at a place where he was just being, a, you know, a little bit more honest about where he was in his life. And he had to tell her that he wasn't interested because he was gay. And he said, you know, I've been by for all these years, but now, like, I'm not bi. I'm actually gay. So I'm not interested in spending the night with you. I don't understand why you would want me to spend the night with you. And, yeah, I'll, I'm going to go back to my hotel room, let Tariq know that I stopped by. And the thing that was just, like, I didn't really like about him. I'm trying to, I think it was Juan Carlo. Hold on, let me get his name. Juan Carlo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Juan Carlo Esposito. He plays her baby's daddy. So he was just like, yeah, girl, I am gay. So I'm not interested in spending the night with you. I'm not trying to do any of that. I was just trying to come see my son. But since he not here, I'll go back to my room. Yeah, so he like, let my son know, let Tariq know it's on him. I, he gonna have to come to me first. I'm gonna check out at 12 and that's it. I'm going about my gay life. No offense. But it's just like, dang, like you ain't even try. Like what effort was you really putting in to get to know your son, to have a relationship with your son? Like he wasn't really trying, but whatever. He was pretty irrelevant to the story. The whole point was, Gloria had to stop being desperate and trying to find any type of like way to have affection with her baby daddy because that was the only thing that she had going for herself, which was really sad. But we're going to move on. So Savannah, she takes, she gives Lionel another shot. So we see Lionel, he's he's in her bathroom come to find out he ain't have no real income he used her toothbrush now you use my toothbrush i'm i'm immediately kicking you out you're i'm like i don't care no we we're not doing that you're not going to use my toothbrush i'm sorry you better put some toothpaste on your finger and, and do it like that because you're not about to use my toothbrush like we're not doing that you should ask if I got some extra ones. It's possible because we keep extra ones, you know, in the bathroom just in case. But you use my toothbrush, you leaving. Like, I'm turned off because why would you think that's a good idea? Why would you even think that was cool? Like, that's disgusting. So, yeah, she was just, Savannah was just down bad. She really needed to get some and her body needed it well she felt she needed it but i'm pretty sure she could have went without like girl no but yeah he was another dude that was just the wrong wrong man and it's like none of these none of these a lot of the sex scenes in this movie was like none of the men were really aiming to please the woman they were just getting theirs very quickly might i add and it was just terrible just really really terrible so Bernie, she makes a visit to John's company and she slaps the shit out of John's white mistress because she deserved it. 
and uh she was just upset because she checked the bank accounts and she didn't really have no money and he was just like trying to fuck her over and not not really trying to make sure that she was good so he offered her three hundred thousand dollars right then and there but she was just like your kids is not for sale and you know basically we gonna handle this in court so the process wasn't going good I mean as you would assume for them it, it was a mess it was a lot of drama for Bernie and my, my sis was going through it so we see Gloria she actually walks in on her son Tariq getting 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 I was getting some head he was getting some head so she walked in on that very moment which I prop which I think is any mom's you know worst nightmare no one wants that situation to happen so she's just fed up with him he's grounded he snuck some chick over and was being nasty and she just was like you know if your daddy wasn't gay I would send your black ass to him so that slipped out she was just like oops uh and he like my daddy gay you know like what and then he tried to flex a little bit like well you know it don't run in the family and she like nigga i will slap you who you think you talking to so that's what's going on with gloria and her son i mean they was going through some things he her son tyreek didn't have his dad in his life and then find out his dad is gay it's just like a lot as you can imagine for for a growing young man so Bernie, she ends up cutting her hair. My thing, I wonder if that was Angela's real hair. I mean, some some people are committed. They will cut their hair for a movie. But it's, the only reason why I'm saying this is because it looks so natural. Like, all their hair was really, really nice. And in the 90s, black women, their hair was really nice it would it would be long and flowy like for example movies like boomerang like robin gibbons her hair was really nice in that movie like the hair back then it was i don't know it was it was really nice really nice so she cut off her long hair and you know that's what women like to do when they want to start start anew and like maybe cut off baggage in their life I feel like women we feel like our hair holds energy so if we cut it we can kind of get rid of that energy and just start fresh so she was just like you know I'm gonna cut this hair off and sometimes I mean we just need it we just need because I've done it before I cut my hair and I feel like I did it for multiple reasons and one of the reasons was just wanting to start fresh and start over because it, it does seem like, you know, hair does hold energy. So she wanted to start fresh with a nice cut. It was a really nice cut. She looked good with that cut, that pixie cut. Um, so then we cut to all of the ladies. They went to happy hour. Now, Bernie, she was the only one that was really in a good mood. She was like, I'm going to go dance and have a good time and robin she was upset because she just dropped michael and he popped up with another woman and it's so funny it's i mean it's it's kind of mean but it's still funny because she she calls him a fat 
fuck and then the way she says it, it was just like dang like she was really like mad at him like she was not fucking with him but yeah i think that part's funny fat fuck um yeah but bernie she was the only one having a good time gloria she don't seem like happy hour in the club is really her scene she'd rather be at home and savannah she was just chilling savannah was always just chilling so this is when robin she she starts dating troy now troy he was something else it was really like girl y'all your taste is really bad like really bad in men so troy he's played by my my kelty williamson so he they they knew each other for about three days she she and him go to like this party i, I guess it was like an all-white party she had this that infamous white cutout dress that is so memorable like to this day like people still reference this dress because it was just so nice it was so cute her her shape was like perfect for it and it is just um one of those moments i think i really like the fashion in this movie for sure like all the ladies they dressed really nicely it was like really nice tones and they were just really fashionable especially robin and bernie for me so yeah this is when robin wears that that iconic white cutout dress that everyone loves and she was just like she saw troy do a drug deal so this man was doing coke and doing all types of shit that she really wasn't into that wasn't really something that she thought was like her type of men and she was like man i might as well be with russell if i'm gonna be putting up with this so he says that he wants her to meet his mama and he said this i think just to just to just to uh feed her with bullshit and to keep whatever they have going on going on for a little bit longer so she and she she falls for it she does fall for it and um so her and Troy, they they wasn't even they didn't even look right together to be honest but um, that's what happens when you're trying to get over somebody you just do whatever you gotta do she wasn't she wasn't fucking with michael anymore she just met Troy. he sweet talked her had her thinking that she was kind of special because she ain't never had nobody say that they wanted her to meet their mama before so that meant something to her i guess so savannah savannah uh, all through the movies we see savannah and her mama's relationship they they have these phone calls where her mom is you know being being a mom that really wants her their daughter to you know get married and have kids and, and have a, a life happy life and so one of the things about this man kenneth that she used to be with and Kenneth is played by Dennis Haysbert. One of the things that he liked to do was go through her mama. 
just to get in contact with her. So his mom, her mom gave Kenneth her phone number, and she was, she was fighting, fighting the the urge to even fuck with Kenneth because he was married, another married man. But from what it sounded like, maybe they had had something before he got married. I don't know. It's not really clear because they, or maybe they. Maybe he was married and they met and they never, they kind of had like a fling that really didn't go anywhere because he, according to him, she dumped him and she just remembers how he just stopped calling her. So I don't know. It's not really clear if they met and was fucking with each other before he got married to his wife. I don't know. That's something I'm I'm not really clear, clear on. Um, so... I think that I do like I really enjoy about this movie is just the different scenes and moments that we have of the ladies and it's like they don't even have to offer to be together sometimes it's Bernie and Gloria or sometimes it's Savannah and Robin um having their moments or talking on the phone and so Bernie and Gloria they were hanging out and the thing that I love about all of their friendships that they have with, with one another is that they all held each held each other accountable. And Gloria was telling Bernie that she was wrong because she was messing with a married man, which was someone that she had when she was having a good old time at happy hour, who she saw and they kind of just continued on communicating and they I think they they had sex and I mean it wasn't satisfying to her, but she did it just because she she's someone who feels like she you know needs that love and affection and she tells Gloria you know I'm not like you Gloria I, I need someone to hold me and woot 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 and Gloria looking like girl I need that too but I ain't finna mess with no married man you know so I liked how they 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 did hold each other accountable and they kept it real with each other um so uh, there's a scene with them all going to church which I love because, you know, you don't really see that. Like, people, homegirls and friends get together and go to church. Like, I don't know. I, that's not something I, I see a lot. So then we get to the infamous Troy in that leather vest scene. So he comes to Robin's house drunk, clearly. And it's hot as fuck outside. And he got on this leather vest, which she comments on. Like, Robin was a... She was a good shit talker. Like, she knew how to talk some shit. And she just like, you know, I don't want to meet your mama. Like, I don't know why you want me to meet her. I'm, I'm, I don't want to. I'm not really liking the way this is going. Like, you're not my type. I'm just not feeling it. And I'm, I'm cool off of you. And then it's fun. It's a funny scene because he, he's drunk and he's just talking shit. And then he says, you know, what I'm supposed to tell my mama? What I'm supposed to tell my son? And she just like, yo, son, like, you didn't tell me you had a son. <laughs> like, what? How do you withhold that information, Troy? I think that should have been something you said when we first got to know each other. I mean, the first time that we met at the grocery store, why you didn't, you know, let me know you had a kid. But okay. And the thing that kills me about this scene is the dramatic music. Like, it's this dramatic music playing while they're going back and forth. She's yelling from her balcony, and he's yelling up to her. He starts throwing oranges at her, and 
calls her a raggedy bitch and it's just a hot ass mess but it's it's a funny scene it's a funny scene for sure so miss gloria she gets a new neighbor she walks on over there sachets on over there out of breath <laughs> to be her new neighbor played by gregory hines which I, I really like him in this in this movie um if i was gloria i would be attracted to him too because he he had his little muscles out and was out there moving things by himself and i know she was looking like oh who's that so they had a little conversation they first meet and greet and it was it was clear that there was going to be something between them which i was i was definitely here for so bernie she's still in the process of getting divorced and she the, it wasn't going so well like their first round at, in court didn't really go in her favor and her lawyer was you know reassuring her that you know it, it's gonna get better and so she didn't have a good time you know in court obviously I mean who 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 would have a good time you know especially if you're not getting good information back from the judge in the process so she went to the bar to have a drink and this is when she meets James who is Wesley Snipes character who I really, really love. He was, Wesley Snipes was looking fine, okay? He was looking really good in this movie. His waves were on swim. And I think I I think he was a good addition to this cast, His who his character was and who he, um, just him coming into Bernie's life. I, I really loved that part of the movie. Um, so, you know, and then the fact that he was just a really honest man and you would, you just, this being like your first time watching the movie, you wouldn't expect for their conversation to go the way that it did. So he was just, you know, very persistent with trying to have a conversation with her and she expressed to him, you know, that she was getting a divorce and how she, she didn't have a plan B. And her marriage was supposed to work out. So that's why she was sitting at the bar alone and, you know, upset about that. So what he decides to do is he begins to compliment her and lift her up in a way by telling her that, you know, she's a fighter and he can tell and he recognizes that. Like he recognizes the woman that she is and, you know, just trying to make her feel better which was really sweet. Um, and then he expresses how his wife is dying. And I, I just I just really love Wesley's acting in this scene. I feel like it was top tier. Like he really was able to convey those emotions and um, he really made James a really likable character and someone that you would want to see more of through the movie. Someone that you wish that Bernie had met like earlier in the movie, for me personally. So they end up going to the room. Um, he lets her know that his wife is actually white. And he talks about, he talked a lot about how much he loved her. And I think they just needed to talk. He, he needed to talk and they comforted each other and they ended up falling asleep fully clothed. So they didn't do anything physical. They didn't have sex, but they did. It still was like intimate in a way. And I think it was something that they both 
just needed. So that's, I love that scene. I love what they did with that. And again, I, I love Wesley Snipes. So Savannah eventually gives in and lets Kenneth come visit her. So he's a married man. And he basically made it seem like the only reason why he got married is because the woman he was with was five months pregnant. And so he goes on this spiel and tells tells Savannah this and and he's going to be leaving her. And it's just about the time and yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. So Gloria and Marvin, we get to see them. They begin to get closer and spend more time with another. And then her son, Tariq, also gets closer with him. So he has that that father figure there, which I, I know was something that Gloria really loved and really needed. So that's cute. I love that. And then we see them all have a birthday party for Gloria. So they, they toast for her. They help, help her blow out the candles. And they're just, you know, lounging around, listening to to love songs and just having different conversations about different things that I think women talk about, which I really love. I love how this movie just shows friendship. Like, it shows four women being friends. And it's not like, it's real. Like, it's real friendship, real conversations. And I just, I just love how that, how this movie depicts that. I just love it so much because I think every, everyone, not just women, men too, but this is about women. So I think every woman needs to have friends like that. And I'm gonna get a little personal because I just had a, a, a fun night with um, my friend. Shout out to my friend. She invited me over to her friend's house and I've never met her friend. I, I, you know, so it was like my first time meeting this friend of hers and we had so much fun. Like we was playing games. We played Jenga. We played Mario Kart. We was drinking wine. Her friend cooked for us. Like it was just a good time. Like women, you need to have times like that. Like it's, you don't need to like, I mean, I guess we know. I'm 32, so I'm getting to that age where I don't, you know, want to be going out and all the time and doing stuff like that. So it's fun to just chill and just be around good vibes, have good food, good drinks, good conversation. Like we were listening to music, we were singing, and I just had real I had a lot of fun. You know what I mean? And that's not something that I I do often. Like I hang out with family, obviously, and I have good times with family, but like doing things like that with friends is like not something that I do really often so it was just nice to get out and then just do something different and I think that you know as women it's it's important and necessary for us to be able to have those moments and have friends like so I know this as you get older it is it does become a little bit more difficult to maintain friendships and even just make friends because you know, people are iffy, people, you know, can't be trusted and yada, yada, yada. But if you do meet people, do you happen to meet people, you know, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. First of all, put yourself out there to make friends, 
put yourself out there to have different experiences because, you know, I almost didn't go because I was, I already was kind of content with just staying home. And then it was like kind of last minute. My friend just asked me out of nowhere and I just was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll come through. And so I'm, I'm happy that I did because I had a really nice time. Like it was so much fun. So that's what I, that kind of made me think of them, their friendship and how they always just hang out and just chill and just talk and listen to music and just be there for one another. I think that type, those types of friendships are really important. So they're the, in this scene, like we see them do different things. They cut the cake, they eat the cake, they, they dance, they, they start crying like Bernie. She gets very emotional about her marriage. And then she's very upset about the fact that this bitch is with her husband after she did and made all them sacrifices like again going through all the different emotions so Gloria had to be the voice of reason and you know convince her not to call because why are you calling what's the purpose of it what's the point you're just going to get more upset it's childish and you don't need to do it so Gloria she definitely you could tell she probably was the the most mature out of them maybe she was the oldest out of all of them so she was definitely always being the voice of reason and you know letting them know girl that ain't the right thing to do like no don't even do that so I like um that that aspect of their friendship and how everyone kind of plays different roles and then we get to see them dance they start dancing to TLC creep and then Savannah, then they start talking again. And Savannah was saying how the, you know, days are different. Times are different. You know, what happened to the good old days when men would flirt with you and, you know, approach you and ask you on a date and court you, things like that, which is funny because that's kind of what I, what I feel about times now. Like, it's just, it's just not, we don't really get that. You don't really get the men trying to, like I said, court you and impress you and take you out and, and do different things like that. Like, it's just not, this dating scene really isn't given that at all. So I could relate to Savannah feeling that way because that's how I feel now about days, about these days, current times. Okay. And this was in the nineties. It's 2023. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. it's a shame so savannah she ends up calling her mama um kenneth was at her house and he was lying to his wife and saying that he was going out to arizona for business and you know as one could imagine anyone with a conscience would feel feel bad about that like here i am sleeping with this man he has a wife and a child and you know if you're a real woman if you are someone who has like I said a conscience you're not gonna it's not gonna sit well with you for too long like yeah you might give in to the selfish selfishness of it of it all and allow yourself to indulge but eventually, you won't be like, okay, what am I doing? And I think Savannah was getting to that point. 
Um, and then Gloria, um, she she really didn't want her son to leave because he was going to go to Spain to play the saxophone. He was really good at playing the saxophone. And he had an opportunity to go to Spain to play and go off to college. And that just wasn't something she was ready for. She wanted him to stay closer to home. And Marvin, because he they had been spending so much time together at this point, he he had an opinion. And he his opinion was that he supported Tariq going off to college and she, you know, letting him go and and, and live his life. And I think she just really wanted him to just be on her side. And and she just felt like, well, we finally have like this this family that I've always wanted. And now Tyreek is about to leave and we're just getting started. So Robin, she is back messing with Russell. And Russell is another married married man who is saying that he was going to be leaving his wife and she she was I mean I think in the back of her mind she knew that it was bullshit but she continued to to um allow him to to come around and play this role in his in her life because she was just so caught up in it already and this is something that I never noticed before, but it, it's made, it's not really clear at this point in the movie, but by the end of the movie, it is made clear. So she starts, she has a conversation with Savannah about, she tells like this story as if it's a story about somebody else, but it's really a story about herself. And she talks about how uh, this woman was messing with this married man and she ended up being pregnant and she had an abortion. And so you could tell that she was talking about herself. And maybe at that point, she was considering if she should have an abortion. She found out she was pregnant. None of this we see in the movie, but at, at in this scene, there's hints of it. And um, one could assume that she found out she was pregnant and then was contemplating if she should get an abortion which does make sense because you're pregnant by somebody who's who has a wife and doesn't really look like they're going to be leaving their wife. So James played by Wesley Snipes, he wrote Bernie this really sweet letter and I feel like I feel like they maybe not, maybe not, but in my mind after his wife dies because she is dying after his wife dies they get together and they live happily ever after that's what I want to think that's what I want to believe um because he in the letter he just expresses to Bernie that she gave him hope for the future because he just enjoyed their time together so much that he feels like he you know he fell in love with her in that one night you know, and he he couldn't imagine life without his wife, but she was dying. And, you know, that was something that was inevitable. And so he just he just felt very grateful for their encounter because he probably was just feeling like, you know, 
I had one love and that that was all I was going to get and now she's dying and now I'm probably going to be alone for the rest of my life and maybe I might have sex with somebody but I'm not ever going to have that deep connection the way that I did with my wife and so he just was expressing that in in that letter which I think was just so sweet so in my mind they get together in the future I like to think that that's what happens because I mean at this point in the movie this is the last we hear of of James and so the they leave it up to I guess for the the person watching to assume or to you know I guess develop your own storyline for them because we don't know we don't really get any closure from that situation so for me I'm gonna say that they they get together in the future I, I like to believe that so Savannah she finally breaks things off with Kenneth like she was real like real smooth with it like she read him and let him know like I'm not even you know with all your games all your lying I don't understand why if your daughter is sick why is you here with me why are you sneaking back and forth to be with me you got a whole wife and a kid at home like just you you stay with with your family I'm gonna move on with my life and do me because this ain't working out for me and she also had a moment with her mom because her mom was just so in a way very overbearing when it came to her love life and she had to tell her mom you know I don't need you to try to make decisions for me it's my decision to no longer you know give Kenneth the time of the day and you know because her her mom was just team Kenneth and was just like that's a good man Savannah he's a good man Savannah that's something I've been seeing a lot on Twitter that he's he's a good man Savannah and her mom was just so convinced he was just such a good man and oh he was crying any man that would cry he must really love you you know she just had that real old school way of thinking you know when women would be with their husband forever no matter what and yeah we are just at a point where we we are just so like out of that way of thinking like we're not sticking around through whatever forever like we're not doing that these days <laughs> savannah she just she wasn't with it so she had to let her mama know uh she kind of did it in a disrespectful way but then she apologized and made it right and they they were able to get on one accord with it which i do love i love that they um because they don't show anyone else's parents in the movies only savannah that we get to see her relationship with her mom so that was a a good a good relationship to um see because it is something that happens sometimes parents do do try to control their their kids life and so um savannah she finally just you know had to let her mom know so finally Bernie's divorce is finalized and let me tell you what she got out of the divorce she got 1.5 million dollars in the savings account she got ownership of the residence in Pinnacle Peak which is a really nice area and from what you could see the house was super nice that house was so nice like I love how there was like windows in the ceiling like there's a part this is the part when she's reading the letter from James and her daughter brings her the mail and 
then they look up to the ceiling and at the windows and her daughter whose name is Onika by the way I just realized that that's Nicki Minaj's name um so the daughter is looking up at the window and she's like mom god stop crying you can see the beautiful Arizona sky um that house was really really nice uh I just wanted to add that but yeah so she got the 1.5 million savings ownership of the residence a second house in Mexico $500,000 in stocks and the E320S Mercedes station wagon. So she ended up getting what she deserved out of that divorce. And so she was good. Her and the kids were good. And, you know, she didn't have to worry about anything else as far as like financially. So Robin she also decided to stick up herself and stick up for herself and put her foot down with Russell and come to find out she was pregnant and she decided to keep the baby uh she Russell pulled up on her and she was in the process of reading a childbirth book and she let him know like me and the baby don't need you we're gonna be fine without you um which I think she did to save herself because if she would have kept fucking with him, it was just going to be stressful and he was going to be trying to be with her, be with his wife. And it was, it just would have been a lot of unnecessary stress. So she made that decision because she felt it was right for her and her baby. And then Gloria, she decides to make up with Marvin and let him know that she understand, She understood at the point that he was just telling her the truth and she didn't really want to hear it. You know, she know, she understood the fact that he was looking out for her son and that's, that's what she needed. She was, he was being the man that she needed in her life and he, um, he just was like, you know, you have to realize that you deserve to be loved. You can't, you know, deprive yourself of of love and and not allow anyone to love you. And so she she talked about how she gave up. So that does explain, you know, why she was the way she was. It's because she just gave up on meeting anyone and she looked for a companionship through her son because, you know, that's all she really knew she was so used to it just being her and her son that she didn't really want to even put in the effort or feel like she could even meet anyone who would actually love her for her you know love her for her inside and out so he just you know let her know that she was worthy he told her that he loved her and they kissed and it was beautiful like she got her happy ending so the thing I love is that the end of the movie it's New Year's again so the movie starts with it being New Year's Eve and then here we are ending the movie with it being New Year's Eve and um I never noticed this scene so the scene when they are at the bonfire and they're standing there they're holding their drinks up and celebrating the new year I never noticed that Robin had a whole baby bump. I never noticed that. That is so crazy. I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention or what, but I 
did not notice that she had a whole baby bump, which is crazy. So uh, time obviously has went by that they we got to see everything that happened in that year. And now they are at a sorry if y'all hear my dog barking, but now they are at another new year together. All their lives have changed drastically for the better. They're all in happier, peaceful places. And it's just the last New Year's, they were separated, doing things and spending it alone or with someone they probably shouldn't have been. And then to see that they are this time bringing the New Year in together was beautiful. And I loved it. The end. All right, that's the episode on Waiting to Exhale. Next week, we'll be getting to Brandy's self-titled album, 90s album vibes next week. We actually will have one more episode after that. And so I'm going to go ahead and get the next lineup schedule out and post it on social media. So please make sure you're following me on IG catch these vibes pie that way you can be able to see and get some visuals um, of these different things that I post I, I do post clips and things like that and please just support the page by following also rate review the podcast if you've been enjoying it and thank you again for tuning in and vibe out hey y'all if you've made it this far that's that's really cool. Thank you for listening. But um, I know I said I was going to go a little bit more into the soundtrack, but this episode is already long. The soundtrack is fire. Just go listen to it. Produced by Babyface. Hella talented people. Beautiful music, beautiful songs. Just go listen to it. All right. Bye.